Welcome to another edition of MMA Gold Media Podcast, where every week we will bring you a summary of what happened in the world of the UFC. We will cover the most relevant breaking news, as well as interview clips from the most newsworthy personalities and fighters in our sport. Relax and listen up. Ariel Helwani shares theory as to why Ali Abdelazi deleted IV-related tweet. While Islam Makachev did manage to defeat Alexander Volkanovsky at UFC 284, there's been a bit of controversy since then. It stems from a tweet by Dan Hooker that suggests Islam illegally used an IV before the fight in order to make weight. Even Volkanovsky's coach, Eugene Behrman, had this to say about the cheating allegations. The only reason I could tell, the only reason I'm going to even repeat this, and Dan's going to, I, I, I advise Dan against even talking about it. Right. Uh, you, uh, look, that, as you can see, that information has holes in it. That's what I'm alluding to. Okay. But it also, there's enough information there to be like, uh, this is why Alex and the rest of the team are laughing because we're like, man, some, something's gone on there. Mm. We just don't, you know, we just can't reliably say what it is. Ali Abdelazi, Makachev's manager, came out and refuted these claims. He noted that he was planning on exposing everybody. After deleting his remarks, mixed martial arts journalist Ariel Helwani had a sense as to why he did so. Yes, he deleted it because someone, I would think, told him he was incriminating himself with this tweet. You can't take two to three liters by a professional or not. It's 100 milliliters per 12 hours, among other details. Massive difference. Islam Makachev's IV controversy leads UFC to clarify rules. The UFC's senior vice president of athlete health and performance has sought to clarify the ruling on the use of intravenous infusions, IVs, following allegations of wrongdoing made against Islam Makachev. On Twitter, Jeff Nowitzki noted an adjustment to the rule regarding the use of IVs in 2019, a change that he insisted all fighters and their managers had been made aware of. UFC anti-doping program's IV rule was modified in 2019. Nowitzki explained, Athletes, managers and support have received multiple advisories on this rule change beginning in 2019. All UFC ADP rules have been publicly posted since 2015. He then goes on to say that IVs can in fact be used as a means to combat dehydration following a weight cut providing a licensed physician has justified the practice and performs it. That means Makachev won't have been in violation if a licensed medical professional provided him with an IV during UFC 284 fight week. Islam Makachev addresses possibility of Alexander Volkanovsky rematch. UFC lightweight champion Islam Makachev has suggested that the ball is in the promotion's court when it comes to a possible rematch with Alexander Volkanovsky. During an interaction with the media upon his arrival back in Dagestan, footage of which was uploaded and translated by Red Corner MMA, Makachev answered queries about the next step in his lightweight reign. When asked whether he'd be open to accepting Volkanovsky's request for a rematch, Makachev noted that he'll happily share the octagon with whomever the UFC puts in front of him. I'm not going to wait for anybody or call anybody out. I'll be ready as soon as the UFC gives me an opponent. Makachev said, 
Daniel Cormier responds to John Jones' thumbs up for UFC 285 commentary. The John Jones and Daniel Cormier rivalry was one of the most bitter in UFC history, with the two once even having a physical altercation at a pre-fight face-off. The feud was certainly not short on trash talk, either, with the fighters constantly trading barbs at one another, even when one or both fighters were not in active competition. Cormier now serves as a color commentator for UFC events and also has become a vocal media personality on current events happening across the sport. After Jones granted his approval for Cormier to commentate his upcoming fight against Gon, Cormier took the time to respond. I'll be honest with you, it's kind of nice hearing a fighter acknowledge that even with our history, he believes that I can do him justice and do the job fairly. Because I've done it before, Cormier said. Listen closely. How do I take this? This particular uh, tweet, which at times feels like a compliment, but also can be interpreted as a bit of a dig, considering, uh, you know, at times people call me biased in my commentary and all this other stuff, when in reality, we all have a built-in home bias for people that we care about. This is nothing new. So when I'm talking about Islam and those guys, I truly believe that I try so hard not to be biased that I go the other way. So all my teammates are generally pretty upset with me when I call their fights. But again, it's about Jones and how do I take this. First, guys, just for the record, I don't really need permission to call someone's fight. McGregor has been accused of using his power to remove three fighters from the tough cast list and replace them with his own associates. UFC fighters Gilbert Burns and Chris Curtis also addressed the allegations on Twitter, with Burns claiming that former PFL competitor Lloyd Grajabal was one of the fighters bumped out to accommodate McGregor. These are some of the MMA community reactions. Daniel Rubistein wrote, Ken Cross, Mitch Ramirez, and Brandon Jenkins all got pulled off to make room for three of Connor's guys to be on the show. Gilbert Burns, not fear with Loic, now more than ever F this guy, Chris Curtis. Most definitely true. What a f toll. That prompted McGregor to respond to Curtis directly in a tweet that has since been deleted. Actionman 513, not true. I only know one guy on this show, and he put himself forward for it. And he is now, after today, set to fight the number one seed. I didn't ask nor request nothing, and I certainly didn't have people removed. I'm just trying to get back in the mix myself, so f Benil Dariush talks UFC 284 and the holds in Makachev's game. Even though Makachev emerged victorious, many people believe that Volkanovsky gave him a run for his money. As a fighter who's hoping to contend for the UFC lightweight championship, Dariush was interested in some of the revelations that came to light. You start to see holes in their games that might not even be there. Dariush told MMA Junkie Radio. Let's hear it from the men himself. Some of the best fighters in the world coming at each other. And so you start to see holes in their games that might not even be there. You're only seeing these holes is because these freaking above, like they're... Uh, inhuman men uh, like colliding these uh like these great fighters colliding and so you start to see these things i thought the fight was great um from both perspectives um a lot of things with islam uh volkanovsky just com confirmed my beliefs because i i didn't really have any tapes on him outside of the sarukian fight but uh volkanovsky was just able to um 
confirm my beliefs on on what I thought his game was lacking and and, and uh, what what things I could take advantage of. Cejudo's prediction for UFC 285: Jones versus Gone. John Jones is getting ready to come back to the octagon after a long absence, and although he's considered one of the all-time greats, he faces a difficult challenge in Cyril Gone. This former UFC champion Henry Cejudo thinks that Jones will come out on top. Gone, who has taken the heavyweight division by storm, has already shown that he belongs among the top fighters in the weight class. I do believe in my wholehearted heart that John Jones is not only gonna beat Cyril Gone, but he's gonna either submit him or he's gonna stop him. I don't think this fight goes past three rounds, said Sakudo on his YouTube channel. Let's see what else he had to say. Let me make you guys a deal. If John Jones just beats him as one thing, I do believe in my heart, my wholehearted heart, that John Jones is not only going to beat Cyril Gain, but he's either going to submit him or he's going to stop him. I don't think this fight goes past three rounds. I think there's a new John Jones. So where is it that we put him? Because I believe he beats Cyril Gain. He's in the top three, maybe top two. He stops Cyril Gain. John Jones should and would always be reign, remain number one. Before we continue, don't forget to visit our website and subscribe to our free newsletter so you can stay up to date with everything that goes on in the world of the UFC in minutes. Thank you for your support. Now let's get back to the news. Australian Combat Sports Commission finds no evidence of IV use at UFC 284. Is Islam Makachev absolved? After UFC lightweight Dan Hooker accused Islam Makachev of using an IV, controversy arose even though Hooker provided no evidence. Makachev's co-manager has denied Hooker's claim. Hooker and Alexander Volkanovsky's coach admitted they didn't have any evidence of IV rule-breaking by Makachev or his teammate Zubera Tuhugov. Dan Hangman wrote a series of tweets about it. He said, Dumb thinks he can fly to Australia, hire a nurse to give him an IV, and we won't find out. Cheating dog. To which Islam responded, you must be held accountable for such accusations. The Combat Sports Commission of Western Australia stated to Fight News Australia. The commission has no conclusive evidence that any athlete at the UFC 284 event held at RAC Arena has breached WADA or the commission's policies. The commission has not received a complaint relating to any athlete at the UFC 284 event held at RAC Arena. The commission invites anyone with any relevant information to contact us. Fighters react to USC Vegas 69, Aaron Blanchfield's stunning victory. Aaron Blanchfield had the most significant win of her career at UFC Vegas 69 when she defeated former strawweight champion Jessica Andrade in a little over one round. Blanchfield's performance has earned her social media recognition from fellow fighters, including Bilal Muhammad and Angela Hill. Here are some of the best reactions from the MMA community. Bilal Muhammad. Wow, the girl isn't the future, she's the now. Angela Hill. Dang, I guess Blanchfield gets winner at UFC 285, right? Megan Anderson. Aaron Blanchfield is the real deal. If it goes to the canvas, it's her world. Wow! Absolutely huge win for her tonight. And we have a new name in the mix at the top of the flyweight division.
Coach Eugene Behrman claims Alexander Volkanovsky got cocky against Islam Makachev. Alexander Volkanovsky posed Islam Makachev with the toughest challenge of his career in the main event at UFC 284. However, the great came up on the short side of a unanimous decision that many believe could have gone either way. While the great displayed exceptional takedown defense throughout the bout, Makachev managed to land his first takedown late in round one, even attempting a rear naked choke. As per Volkanovsky's coach, Eugene Behrman, the Aussie lost position in the first ground scrap due to his cockiness. Behrman claimed that the great, whilst defending the takedown, was telling Dan Hooker and other teammates that he was almost out of Makachev's grip. The Dagestani champ seemingly locked in a body triangle at that exact moment and went on to ride out the round on Volkanovsky's back. Take a look. Alex was in the process of escaping before the triangle, while Islam was on his back. Alex was in turtle. By the same time he was in turtle, he was looking at all the boys in the front row, Izzy and Dan and them, and saying, I'm out. You know, like being a little bit, in my, in my opinion, cocky. At about that exact time that Alex did that, Islam jumped to the body triangle. Ariel Helwani names what Islam Makachev didn't get enough credit for. Mixed martial arts reporter Ariel Helwani doesn't believe that UFC lightweight champion Islam Makachev is getting enough credit for one aspect of his defense against Alexander Volkanovsky. The Canadian journalist believes the mission Makachev laid out and achieved at UFC 284 isn't receiving enough credit. Noting that not many title holders would ever travel to a challenger's backyard, yet alone for their very first defense. By the way, can I just say one thing about Australia? This hasn't been said enough, and I don't think it was said enough going into the fight. Islam didn't get enough credit for taking that fight in Australia. Helwani said, listen closely. This hasn't been said enough, and it, I don't think it was said enough going into the fight. Islam didn't get enough credit for taking that fight in Australia. Not a lot of people would do that. You're the champ, and they're fighting for your belt. And you're going to go to his hometown shortly-ish, four months after you just won the belt, and uh, defend against that guy moving up who has nothing to lose, everything to gain. Tough spot. Didn't get enough credit for that. Not a lot of champions would defend their title first, second, third, fourth, fifth time in the challenger's home country. The Undertaker and Mike Tyson claim Conor McGregor is all about gimmick. Conor McGregor is among the biggest sports personalities in the world. The Irishman's superstardom is largely thanks to his incredible talent, infectious personality, and insatiable drive to carve out a niche for himself in the world of sports, business, and entertainment. McGregor clearly understands the intricacies of the fight game and promotion. With an innate grasp of what is necessary in the modern era, he transformed himself into a brand that the UFC can strongly endorse and push forward. Boxing legend Mike Tyson and WWE superstar The Undertaker discussed the value of creating a persona in combat sports on a recent episode of the Hot Boxing Podcast. Conor McGregor, he has a gimmick. He's crazy. He's bold. It's a gimmick. In real life, he's a beautiful guy. Tyson said, take a look. 
If you don't got a gimmick, you have to have a gimmick. Mm -hmm. I mean, tough street, Tyson, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. custom model train. It's all a gimmick. It's real, but it's a gimmick. Mm -hmm. You don't got the only guys that got all the money. The guys with a gimmick. Look mm -hmm. at Conor, um, Conor McGregor. Yeah. He has a gimmick. Mm -hmm. He's crazy. He's both a gimmick. Real life, he's a beautiful guy. You know. Yeah. But you have to have a gimmick. What sells tickets? Puts yeah, asses in seats. That's what I cuss you to put them butts in the seats. Yep. And that's what that's what we do. That's yeah. it's you know, that's where we're all. I think we're all kind of linked. We're linked together in that aspect, right? Yeah. You know, but you got to have, you know, that's that's a that's a great uh, assessment right there. You got to have, have a, you got to have a gimmick. Oh, listen! I became a fan. from wrestling. I learned gimmick from wrestling. Mm -hmm. Francis Ngannou calls out Deontay Wilder after his recent free agency announcement. Francis Ngannou has thrown down the gauntlet to Deontay Wilder following the former WBC heavyweight champion's announcement of free agency. The Cameroonian heavyweight fighter has issued a passionate challenge to his American counterpart, declaring that he's ready and willing to step into the boxing ring with Wilder and prove once and for all who the true king of the heavyweight division is. Deontay Wilder has now decided to take a more hands-on approach to his future in the sport and will be taking the greater role in making key decisions regarding his career direction. The Predator, who recently became a free agent following his release from the UFC, has expressed a strong desire to pursue his dreams of becoming a professional boxer. In that light, he called out Deontay Wilder after the latter announced his free agency. Francis Ngannou tweeted, Welcome to the free world bronze bomber. I hope you're the man of your word. See you soon. Aaron Blanchfield explains preference to face Shevchenko over Grasso. UFC flyweight contender Aaron Blanchfield wants to be the one to dethrone Valentina Shevchenko for the flyweight belt. Blanchfield picked up the biggest win of her UFC career Saturday night when she defeated Jessica Andrade in the UFC Fight Night 219 headliner. After dealing with Andrade's early hail of punches, she got Andrade's back in round two and earned the submission victory. During her UFC Fight Night 219 post-fight press conference, Blanchfield gave her pick for who she wants for the title shot. I definitely prefer Shevchenko. Blanchfield said, I definitely think she beats Grasso. I think Grasso is a very tough fighter, but I want to be the one to take the title from her. Let's hear it from Erin herself. Um, you called for the winner of Alexa Grasso and Valentina. Um, is there one that you would prefer? I would definitely prefer Shevchenko. Um, you know, I, I think she beats Grosso. I think Grosso is a very tough fighter, but um, I want to be that one to take the title from her. Former UFC champ John Jones explains decision behind heavyweight move. For a good part of nine years in his professional career, John Jones was the most dominant light heavyweight champion the UFC has ever seen. But towards the end of that run, people saw more of Bones' vulnerabilities through lesser spectacular wins. In 2020, Jones decided to relinquish the 205-pound title to finally give way to his long-talked-about transition to the heavyweight division. And in a recent conversation with SiriusXM, Jones gave a bit of insight on what finally drove him to make the jump. The fear was gone. I didn't really fear these guys, and I wasn't happy with my pay either. John Jones said, take a look. You know, I, I stopped studying footage as much. I started just looking forward to another day at the office. 
the fear was gone. I didn't really, I didn't really fear these guys. Um, and and I, I wasn't happy with my pay either. You know, I was starting to fight guys like Reyes who had been dreaming of fighting me probably since college. And uh, it was just relatively unknown to the general public. Um, and so I, I just, I just wanted more. I wanted, I wanted to be nervous again. I wanted to, I wanted to have fear again. I think fear is healthy. And, uh, and now we're in this position. Cyril Gons coach clarifies comments about lack of training. Cyril Gons head coach Fernand Lopez has provided a bit of clarification regarding the recent comments Gon made about his dedication to training. Gon recently attracted a bit of attention for an interview where he suggested that he was lazy in his training and would only get into the gym when he had a fight booked. But the MMA Factory's Lopez clarified the Frenchman's comments in his own interview with MMA Junkie. That's true. That's how Cyril used to be, Lopez responded. Before, Cyril was the kind of guy that will train only if he have the fight. And since the loss that he had, that was a really good thing that happened. Is that Cyril just changed his mindset, and Cyril start to train even when we don't have a date. Let's hear it from the coach himself. He was the kind of guy that, uh, that will train only if he have the fight announced. And uh, and since the loss that he had, that that was a very good thing that we um, that happened is that Cyril just changed his mindset, and Cyril started to train even when we don't have a date. Like when we got in the, when we arrived in Vegas, we didn't know that we will have a fight. But still, I brought a guy there, Rida Metouche, who's one of the best, uh, the best grappler in France. I brought him with us in US, in, in Vegas, to be around so we can keep training with Cyril every time. Before we continue, don't forget to visit our website and subscribe to our free newsletter so you can stay up to date with everything that goes on in the world of the UFC in minutes. Thank you for your support. Now let's get back to the news. John Jones believes his dream is about to come true. Former two-time light heavyweight champion, John Jones is expecting a dream to be accomplished when he returns to action on March 4th. During a recent interview with TMZ Sports, Jones discussed his upcoming return and the period he spent preparing for it away from the UFC. With fight night just days away, it appears that the culmination of a three-year transition is finally sinking in for the former light heavyweight king. And with that, Jones believes he's racing towards a long-time dream coming to fruition. I'm grateful, man. I'm just so grateful to finally be here, Jones said. Just 10 days away now. And, yeah, I feel like a dream is about to come true. It's just a really surreal feeling. I feel really grateful. Listen closely. I'm grateful, man. I'm just so grateful to finally be here. Um, just, just 10 days away now. And... Um, yeah, I, I feel I feel like a dream is about to come true, and uh, it's just a really surreal feeling. I, I feel really grateful. Unbelievable. Now it's time for our take. Whose return is more anticipated, John Jones or Conor McGregor? 2023 is said to be an amazing year for the UFC. Two of the biggest stars in mixed martial arts history are returning to the octagon this same year, which begs the question: which return is bigger? Conor McGregor is literally the biggest star in the history of the sport, and he hasn't fought since July 2021, almost a year and a half. Even though he's lost three out of his last four bouts, everyone knows his fights are always the most entertaining and action-packed, 
with plenty of drama leading up to them. He's officially coaching tough for his return and is supposed to fight Michael Chander at the end of the year. Now let's look at John Jones' return. Bones is arguably the mixed martial arts goat. His last fight was three years ago, back in February 2020, but finally he's making his return at heavyweight, a weight class he's never fought before, against the number one ranked Cyril Ghosn for the heavyweight championship. This heavyweight debut has been in the making for three years, ever since he took a break from fighting. His Twitter had been full of hints about his heavyweight move. However, a three-year layoff is more than enough time to rust up even the best in the world, and this one could be a lackluster performance from Jones. We at MMA Gold believe that John Jones' return is much more anticipated by the fans and the mixed martial arts world than McGregor's, due to all the drama surrounding his comeback at heavyweight. The dispute with the UFC, the multiple changes in opponents, the long layoff, etc. Besides, who doesn't want to see the GOAT, in his prime, perform again? Dana White cuts William Knight from UFC after horrible UFC Vegas 69 showing. William Knight's low activity rate at UFC Vegas 69 against Marcin Pracnio resulted in the UFC deciding not to re-sign him. MMA Fighting confirmed the news with UFC officials on Tuesday following an initial report by UFC roster watch. Knight lost to Pracnio in a one-sided defeat at UFC Vegas 69 last Saturday. Despite his knockout power, Knight was hesitant to throw strikes throughout the fight, totaling just eight total strikes over three rounds per UFC stats. Knight received death threats from some fans after the loss, as he shared in a post-fight social media post. Now, Knight is a free agent and will now ponder his next mixed martial arts stop. Knight's split from the UFC shows that the promotion doesn't have much patience when it comes to fighters who are afraid to pull the trigger when opportunities surface. Israel Adesanya shoots down concerns of size difference with Alex Pereira. Former UFC middleweight champion Israel Adesanya recently shed some light on his fight last year with Alex Pereira. During a recent interview with Combat TV, Adesanya was questioned on several topics, including how he balanced media obligations and staying focused on the fight. In that same interview, Adesanya was asked about the notable size advantage Pereira had over him heading into UFC 281. The last stylebender was questioned on if he considered bulking up for the contest to better match Poetan. Nah, for me, I'm not used to walking around with that kind of mass, so I wouldn't want to do that in such a short amount of time," Adesanya said. Take a look. Nah, it'd just be, for me, I'm not used to walking around with that kind of, you know, mass, so I wouldn't want to do that in such a short amount of time. If you want to do that, you need time, and I don't like having too much time off like that. Like, it's not for me. You know, a lot of guys, uh, they'll fight once a year, twice a year, that's not me. I'd stay active. I roll the dice, and um, yeah, I don't need to do that. I feel like I can get the guy. I almost have the guy every fucking time, so I know exactly what to do to get the guy. UFC Fight Night, UFC Vegas 70, The Preview, brought to you by MMA Gold News. UFC Vegas 70 is just days away, and MMA Gold News is here to deliver the preview for this entertaining card. To kick off the main event, we have a lightweight bout between Eric Gonzalez, the Ghost Pepper, and Trevor Peak who is making his debut in the UFC and is looking to continue his unbeaten record in MMA. 
Next, we have a welterweight clash between two fellow Canadians, Mike Malott and Johan Lainis. Both have only lost one fight in their careers with Lainis coming in, having won his last three in Malott, trying to avenge his first loss in his last outing. Following them, we have the women in action with the flyweight Tatiana Suarez going against Montana de la Rosa. This is Tatiana's long-awaited return to action after a four-year hiatus. Next up are the heavyweights, as Augusto Sakai goes up against Dante Mays in a clash between veterans, where Sakai is looking to turn around his performance from his recent outings, and Mays is looking to extend on his winning ways. Right after we have the co-main event of the evening, with two exciting middleweights, Andrew Muniz ranked number 10 versus Brendan Allen ranked number 16 going into battle. Brendan is looking to get a big win here and break into the top 15 rankings and Muniz is looking to extend his winning ways and put his name out there for a title contender run. And finally, we have the main event of the evening with light heavyweight Nikita Krylov, ranked number 6 facing Ryan Spann, ranked number 8. Both men are 3-2 and two in their last five fights and are looking to make a move into the top five of the division. We can't wait any longer for this event to start. It should be a banger. That's all for this week's episode. Make sure to follow our show and tune in to next week's episode so you don't miss any details about the UFC. Thanks for listening. See you next week.